Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge Club. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Player One here, and uh, you're probably wondering why it is you're not hearing Buried on Mars's voice. Well, <laughs> that's because this is my podcast, and I'm back. I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome to the one-year anniversary episode of the Cartridge Club. Uh, I wasn't here last year, last month, and I'm very grateful to our good friend Kevin for filling in for me. Uh, he did a really, really good job, and we're really happy to uh, to have had him uh, fill in. But this month is a whole new month. It's a one-year. We've been doing this. I'm very excited to talk about the game we have. I know my brother's excited to talk about it, and I'm even more excited to tell you the three guests that we have on here for this very special Cartridge Club episode. So we're going to go ahead and start with everybody's favorite Martian, Kevin from Buried on Mars. Kevin, thanks for coming back yet again. Yar, Thank you, P1. <laughs> well, now I'm confused. <laughs> How many P1s do we have here? This yeah, is your subconscious many. talking to you. <laughs> Send more games to Buried on Mars. <laughs> oh, no. Why Fantastic. Why oh. I sent you so many games. <laughs> Sincerely, Kevin, uh, I, I really do mean thank you for filling in last month. Um, without you, I don't know if P2 would have even done a podcast. Oh, well, thanks. Like, like I said, I, I just uh, kind of started off the show, and then I just let P2 take over and... <laughs> Just, so just ride the waves. You were the perfect P1. <laughs> I do, it, it took him 11 episodes to realize that I do that in every episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so welcome back. For any of our listeners who don't know, you can find uh, Kevin at his YouTube channel, which is uh, www.youtube backslash user backslash buried on Mars, all one word. Or you can find him at Twitter, where he's forced to use the ridiculous underscores uh, in between the words buried on and Mars. Because some hack job has the name saved and uh, won't let him use it. I'm so if you're not already following and subscribed to him, you should do so because he is fantastic and he's one of uh, one of YouTube's most underrated channels. Oh, thank you so much. And no I am sick I... of that buried on Mars guy, that that other guy that has my name. Like he doesn't he doesn't tweet or anything. He just has the name. I don't even know how did he even think of the same thing that I thought of. <laughs> I just thought I'm going to create a YouTube ch uh, 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 account and I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah. It also, is. congratulations on your uh, new podcast, Retro Fandango, with you ah. and Mr. Rambox. Yeah, that, well, that was a lot of fun. And thanks for uh, coming on and being on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun to do. Can't wait to do another one. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I really enjoyed it. I like the opportunity to talk about things other than games I hate. <laughs> <laughs> or talk about more games that you hate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Foreshadowing. So, everybody, that's Kevin. Uh, we're happy to have him here for our one year anniversary. He's been a huge part of the club, and so having him on um, is was very important to us. So that's why we were glad we were able to get him. As well, for our one year anniversary, we wanted to make sure we had probably the earliest uh, supporter of the Cartridge Club, and that is Dean Lasagna from Round 2 Gaming. Dean, welcome back. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, you. Uh... First off, I mean, huge congratulations to you guys. Uh, one year—that—that's awesome. It's been such a blast. Thanks, Dean. Yeah, it's I think it was sense. like last month. I guess you, you emailed me. You said uh, one year had passed, and uh, you know, when somebody tells you that, you start reminiscing. Hey, eh? what have I done this past year? And I was thinking, 
well, you know, I started my YouTube channel in, in January, and that's yeah. been going really well. And, and through the club, you know, tons of games in my backlog for year, decades even, you know, Star Tropics and Super Metroid. So, and kind of the more I thought about it, yeah, it's like fuck. All I've done is play video games. Just <laughs> awesome. But then I thought, you know, realistically, I, like I got married in in December, so that's right up there with, with Super Metroid, right? <laughs> right um, around Super Metroid level, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, like one of the most memorable experiences when we we went down, we went to to Saint Lucia, kind of like a wedding honeymoon, and I'm sitting there on a beach, and you guys are, are freezing in some you know, ungodly minus degrees weather up here in Canada, yep. and. I'm sitting there, and, and I think it was P1, P2, uh, James, I think, from Slightly Livid, and Retro J, and Andrew from Fitnet, and you guys are, like, congratulating me on, on my wedding. And, uh, <laughs> you know, every big, impactful moment for, in the past year, you know, the Cartridge Club has always kind of been there. And I, I think that's really what uh, what this is. This Cartridge Club is not just a bunch of uh, nerds, stuff, you know, it's like a, it's a family now. So that's awesome. Wow. Very yeah. long-winded congratulations. Well, I agree. We uh, we definitely are a family, and uh, we're extremely happy to have you be part of that family with us. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, especially when you put it that way, because I, I know it's true, and, and it's not until you really think back and realize all the people that are in the club have been a part of big things in our lives. Because like, I just got married this past year, too, and you're right, the club was a big part of it. And, and yeah, it's hard to believe that it's only been a year. It feels like, because we all know each other so well now, it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. Huh. That's a really good point. Yeah, so that's that's two members uh, of the club that we're happy to have here. Uh, they've been with us since the, uh, the beginning, and they're huge supporters, huge members of the club. But also on the one-year anniversary, we wanted to make sure that we kept in mind what the club is about. And the club is about meeting new friends and bringing in new opinions and talking to people that you might nece- not necessarily have a chance to talk to and uh, find out what they think about these great games or not-so-great games that we're playing. And that's why we're happy to welcome... First time cartridge clever uh, to the podcast, Yoshi Knuckles. Thanks for coming, Yoshi. Hello. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, uh, any of our listeners that might not know uh, where they can find you and what it is that you do? Um, I pretty much just play a lot of video games. <laughs> and uh, watch anime, stuff like that. Um, you can pretty much just find me on Twitter, at Yoshi Knuckles about it <laughs> that works for me what uh, uh what animes have you been watching recently if you don't mind me asking a lot putting you on the spot eh <laughs> yeah um right now i'm working through uh excel saga all oh, right i'm, I'm which i don't recommend watching unless you like insane craziness because the subtitle on the um introduction intro what's a quack experimental anime and they're not kidding about that. Okay. Yeah, they sum it up quite quickly, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just way out there. Right on. Oh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it, too. I, uh, I watched the first uh, season anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think I seen the first season. Uh, it was a while back, though, so... Uh, it was made in 99. I think it got translated in the thousands. Wow. But, yeah, but, I do remember being zany. <laughs> yeah. felt like watching it again for some reason. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So that's our three guests. Um, we're happy to have them here. We are very excited to talk to them. And I just want to say to you, uh, P2, little brother, that uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we started the club because I feel like you and I have gotten to know each other a little better. Um, and we've spent more time hanging out and 
we both uh, found a passion that we loved, and I'm glad that it's uh, been a year that we've had the chance to sit in opposite houses and speak to one another. Jeez, you're really tugging on those heartstrings today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I know. I'm trying to trying to sure. stall for time while I beat the Mana Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a hidden agenda. Why don't you tell us what game it is we've been playing? <laughs> All right, let's get into that then, shall we? This month has been um, it's been an epic month because we're playing a game that I have been wanting to play since I was a child and just have never had the chance. And that game is Secret of Mana, or is it Mana? It's Mana. Secret of Mana. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is an old SquareSoft uh, action RPG on uh, on the Super Nintendo. It came out, I believe, in '93. So yeah, it's been out for a little while. Right. Now, what a lot of people don't know is this is actually the sequel, I believe, to uh, to what came over here as Final Fantasy Adventure. Is that correct, Yoshi Knuckles? Yep, it's actually Secret of Mana's Japanese name was Seiken Densetsu 2. Right. Which Seiken Densetsu basically means uh, legend, legendary sacred sword, or legend of the sacred sword, something something along that lines. Along that lines. Very no, good. It doesn't, it doesn't stand for horrible uh, broken gameplay mechanics. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll get to that later. Face yeah. yourself, P1. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, I actually haven't played the Final Fantasy Adventure game either, so now after playing this, I'm really looking forward to going back and playing that. Because I have played Evermore, loved it. But anyway, moving on. And uh, so yeah, this month we've been playing that. This is actually my first time playing it. I uh, I think I played it for like five minutes when I was really young and, and was intrigued, but never ever had a chance to get back to it. And it's been like one of the top backlog games. So I'm happy to get back to it now, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. But uh, this is my first time. How about uh, how about you, Dean? Is this your first time through the game? And what are your first memories on it, if not? Yeah, so I actually was uh, was lucky enough to be able to pick this game for, for this episode. And um, the reason I did that, when I was a kid... Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, you know, I, I grew up in this kind of small little mountain town. been here all my life. So we're not allowed to have blockbusters here or anything like that. We just had a little video game rental store. And uh, every every Friday or on the weekend, my parents would pick me up from school and we'd go down to the little rental store. And I used to rent NES games or SNES games. And I, I used to rent the same ones all the time, you know, going <laughs> back and um, a lot of platformers, uh, Donkey Kong Country, Kirby Superstar, etc. Right. And I remember it really well when one day my dad picked me up from, from school and he said, you know, I don't have time to take you to the rental store, but I, I went earlier today and I picked you up a game. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I can't wait to see what game it is. <laughs> and I think one thing you have to know about my dad is he's really not technologically <laughs> whatsoever. He just figured out how to use a computer like last year. <laughs> he's very much an outdoorsman. So I got home and he, he showed me the game. And at that age, it was just a bunch of trees and well, it's like a forest, right? Right. Of course, and I, I went nuts. I cried i <laughs> threw a temper tantrum throwing shit off the table i did not want to play that game um and you know in hindsight i was an asshole but but uh, uh he didn't return it and and on the last day just before he did return it i did give it a try and uh i got i didn't get too far and we we had to return it and then whether it was the next time we went there or whatever it might have been uh, i was never able to rent it again it, it, they just didn't have it whether it got stolen or lost or whatever it was wow um, I was never able to rent that game, and and since that day, like I've never played this on a eShop or, or an emulator. Like that was the last experience I had with 
with the secret of mana but you know over the past 20 years obviously you've heard so many great things and so many not so great things so i really wanted to try it myself and i thought well one year anniversary why not uh, what what's a better way to experience this so this this was my first time through Wow, I did not know that. I thought for sure that you must have played this before because you picked it, and uh, I'm really happy to hear this. this is your first time through too. Yeah, cool. That's actually pretty neat. Yeah, that's it. Gives it a more of a, a touching feeling. It's not just a game that you played and liked. There's a reason behind it. That's uh, it's a good reason for this. Maybe I feel a little a little, uh, a little bad now, but <laughs> we're not ending it. I just uh, just beat the Man of Beast, so I have officially completed yet another Cartridge Club game. Yeah, what's that two now? I am sad to say that this is the first one that I didn't finish before the podcast. Oh. It's a sad day for me. Wow. Um, I'm gonna need to take a minute here to to collect myself. But uh, Kevin, how about you? How about you tell us, is this your first time through? Uh, first time through, uh, this this game was on my uh, to-get list for a long time. And actually just this past summer, um, it came up for a bid on eBay. And it was actually under 50 bucks for the first time that, that I've seen in a long time. So I put in a bid for 50 bucks for it. And uh, not expecting to win it, you know, just threw it in there. And it went up to $44 or something like that. And... I won it. <laughs> I think that like I didn't even like watch the auction or anything like that. I just got a notification. You won this for forty four bucks. I'm like, ah, oh. that's awesome. That does not happen often. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. That's great. Um, so yeah, I did. I did try it. I guess I did try it on an emulator to make sure that it was something that I'd be interested in. Because mm-hmm. uh, I usually just vet these games, you know. Because I wasn't big into RPGs back in the in the day. Um, actually, I didn't like them at all. Actually. And uh, this was one that I wanted to try out to make sure that it was something that I was going to like. And, um, yeah, so this was my first time playing it. Right on. Wow. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it as well. And so we have uh, one, two, three, four people whose first time through. How about you, Yoshi? Is this your first time? Uh, no, actually. This was my second time playing through the entire game. Uh, the first time, I'd say, it was about maybe eight years ago. I first heard, found out about the game maybe ten years ago from my stepbrother. Because yeah. before that, I had no clue about the game. And then I like saw him playing it, and it's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and, um, well, I didn't get to play it for a couple years after that when I played it, and I played through it on an emulator the first time, you know, with certain emulator functions, fast-forward, and stuff like that. So it was my first time. it's my first time playing through it, where I didn't use any emulator functions with it. Right on. So, so and uh, what is it? I played through it on the Wii Virtual Console because I didn't know, I don't own a cartridge of it. Oh, cool. Because I forgot I that it was out there on on the. It is. Uh, I think it's on uh, Wii U eShop too. I'm cool. not sure on that one, but I think it is. Right on. So yeah. this is your uh, your first official time through, I guess you could say. So to speak. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, right on. Mm. All right, well, with all that said, I suppose it's time... Uh, actually, let's get you, P1. Uh, I know we just heard you say you just beat the Mana Beast. <laughs> so, uh, is it safe in assuming this is your first time through? Yeah, this is... Uh, I don't I don't think we ever played it as kids. Oh, um, so, it, this will be my first time through. And when Dean picked it, I was super excited, because I do love most of the Squaresoft uh, RPGs from the Super Nintendo. Right, and we and, did play Evermore, which I'm assuming was yeah. similar. Yeah, and uh, 
even even now sitting in this moment, I'm still sort of torn. So I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, podcast, my uh, my feelings for the game sort themselves out. Um, hopefully, either I'm going to be swayed one way or the other. Um, so let's let's uh, jump into the story and maybe we can bring up the listeners up to speed uh, on uh, what exactly Secret of Mana is all about. All right, let's dive in then. Let's get into our uh, our epic outline that we have out here, and uh, we'll. <laughs> well, first, the game starts out with uh, your your main character. Now, in this game, you're not given a uh, a set name. You sort of have to pick whatever name you want. I've just now found out that there are some stock names that the characters actually are named after, but you don't get that option when you uh, just turn the game on. Um, so I'm kind of curious, what did everybody name their characters? Let's start with you, Kev. Uh, what did you name all three of your characters? Well, uh, I actually started playing this game with my wife because it is a multiplayer game. Um, right. You can actually play up to three players if you have the multi-tap. So I thought this would be a, a fun game to play with her. And uh, we were in a bit of a silly mood when we uh, made the name. So uh, <laughs> the main character's name was Boobs, B-E-W-B-S. Uh, the little, the, the middle girl, I guess she is. The shorter one, she was Taco, and uh, the last girl you get, the taller one, uh, she was Pubes, uh, P-E-W-B-S. Right on. That's ironic, though, because uh, I thought you said you didn't know their their actual names, and you just happened to pick the names that they are supposed to be. That's uh, yeah, you know, um, maybe pretty ironic. Maybe we're channeling something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old school, uh, old school square square. I don't. Shop. You know yeah. what? Even if it's not their names, I think it should have been. <laughs> yeah, accurate depictions for sure. Um, Yoshi, uh, did you go with their stock names or did you pick your own? Um, I pretty much used Yoshi for the boy, and I slept left the stock names for the sprite, which the sprite's actually a boy, which ah. is crazy. And I left the stock <laughs> name for the girl too. Okay, and what are the three, uh, what are their names supposed to be, just so to Um, Randy, Popoy, and Prem. Okay. So, uh, so you were close, Kevin, you, you were close. Yeah, um, close enough. <laughs> Randy, that's, that's Which... in the realm of what our thinking was. <laughs> yes, you're I right. Think they, I think they told you those in the manual. Ah. I'm not sure, because I've never managed to hold the manual and flip through it and that whatnot. Here. But I bet I know someone who has the manual. <laughs> Gene. <laughs> well, I might have it, but I didn't read it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know about these stock names either, to be honest. I hear you. I, uh, what did you name Randy? It? Randy, I named uh, Dean, and and Poi Poi, I just named Sprite. And uh, by the time I picked up the, the taller girl there, um, I had seen that uh, they do have stock names, so I just named her Prim. Ah, okay. So you had a mixture, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, but normally in games, I always go with the stock names, so. Yeah. I hear you, man. I, and I had no idea there wasn't either, so I ended up naming my guy Player 2. And uh, the girls, I named Megs, which is my wife, a shortened uh, version of her name. And uh, I don't even remember the sprite. It was like Spritey or something like that. But uh, how about you, P1? I went with the stock names. I looked them up. But apparently uh, the English translation for the girl uh, comes across as Purim, P-U-R-I-M. Uh, so I had the wrong name for her. Um but I, I went with the stock names. I looked them up because I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't want to name my main character player one, and what I was expecting to be an epic tale with a great story. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about the story there, P1, since you're okay. so in depth with it. Okay, so the story starts off. Uh, you are 
plan to refer to the characters by their uh, designators, Woodburn Sprite. Um, so you start off as boy, and uh, you're in the village that you grew up in, which you are an orphan from. And uh, you end up falling off of a log into a lake. You hear a strange voice. You end up pulling this random sword out of a rock uh, that your village has been kept there. It's supposed to keep the village safe from monsters. When you go back into your village to, and show everybody the sword that you found, they freak out because you pulled their sacred sword out of this rock. Um, and they end up uh, exiling you from the village. Um, so you're walking around with this sword. It turns out there is a, a knight there who uh, is telling you that that's the mana sword and only the man and knight can, can get the mana sword. So you must be the man and knight. And what the man and knight does, um, he uh, builds a farm and they get water from it. And they, oh no, it's a men and height. So what the man and height does, he's supposed to save the world from evil. And luckily, it just so happens that evil is attempting to take over the world. Wow, that's uh, good timing. Yeah, it really was. It fluked out big time. So the emperor, the evil emperor, um, is attempting to take over the, the world and destroy the source of mana, which is the source of uh, magic in the whole world. And you end up going up against him. Uh, and along the way, you gather a wacky group of characters in the form of Girl, who is a princess um, from one of the kingdoms, and uh, Sprite, who is a sprite from the sprite world. Wow, that sounds uh, like a pretty in-depth and uh, creative storyline. Um, yeah, sure does. How do you feel that was conveyed? <laughs> um, not at all. I uh, I actually felt that the the game moves along... At, at such a fast pace that there is zero time, almost zero time, for story development. And more so, there's so little dialogue between the characters that you don't... These characters never get flushed out beyond you're the boy from the village, you're an orphan, now you're the man of night. Um, kill the emperor. And you're a princess who was engaged to marry another guy, but you don't want to marry him because you're in love with the king of your... or with the, the head of your guards... And now go save him, and then go save him, and then go save him, <laughs> and then kill him. And <laughs> the sprite is—he keeps—he has amnesia. He doesn't know where he's from. Then you help him, and it, it's a spoiler. But at the end, he ends up sacrificing himself for everybody. Um, Ooh, didn't know that. And but he's like, I'm, "Don't worry, I'm not going to die. I'm going to go to my world, so I'll still be alive. I just won't be in your world." But that's bullshit because you go to his village. <laughs> at one of the stops that you make in the game is the village he's from. So, anyway. Um, there are some holes in the plot, but they just... I felt, and if anybody else can 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 tell me that I'm wrong or give me reasons why I'm wrong, I felt that there wasn't enough interaction in the towns. There wasn't enough talking. It was, quick, go kill this person. And you would go there, you would kill them, and then that entire situation would be completely forgotten and move on to the next one with no real... There's no fleshing out of the story, in my opinion. Um, does anybody else disagree? Am I no, wrong? I, I totally agree with that, uh, P1. I mean, the game itself, it, it follows all the tropes of a normal Squaresoft game, right? I, I mean, you have the sword and the stone and the prophecy, and then you're alienated from your hometown. You have an evil empire, and, and the resource that it's after is, is the amount of focus, but you can replace that with anything. The, the evil empire, it's either the... Polynesian Empire from FF2 or Kefka's Empire or Shinra and the resources Mako or Magitek or Mana right. Like right. You, you just switch it out it's always worked in the past but it's always worked better in these other games because of, of like you say the, the dialogue and fleshing out the, 
the world, and it, it, this game just really didn't do that justice. Yeah, I, I felt there's a there's a real genuine lack of character development, and there's yeah. only three fucking characters. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy three or six, depending if you're listening to this from Japan. Hey, Rambox, um, <laughs> they've got. 35 main characters in this thing, and they all get flushed out deeply. There's a huge backstory for all of them, and you end up learning about every single one of them. In this, all you have to do is explain to me three characters. There is so little interaction between the characters that at the end, when you end up meeting and finding out who your parents are, I had completely forgotten I was an orphan. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right, I was an orphan. <laughs> oh my! I was so. Anyway. All right, let's uh, let's give Pete one a chance to catch his breath. And uh, Yoshi, let's get your thoughts on uh, on the overall story and maybe uh, some of the problems that may have led to the story being uh, flushed uh, out the way P one said. I think the story is incredibly bare bones, and there's not really much else to say about it other than it's bare bones stripped down to the bare necessities of what they needed to progress the game through the plot and whatnot. Um, but that's actually a lot of that's due to the translation issues they had with the game because they translated it from Japanese to English in 30 days. Oh, wow. I did yep. not know that. And due to the font they chose for the game, they were very limited on how much text they could actually put into the English version, so they ended up cutting out the majority of all the plot and the story and the character development and all that stuff to fit it onto the SNES cartridge and so it would show up on the screen properly without the least amount of reprogramming. Oh, wow. So, blame the translation team. That and I think there was only like one guy doing the entire translation in a month. Holy cow. So... <laughs> yeah, that'll do it, I guess. Uh uh, I suppose a rush job will always lead to uh, problems like this. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, what uh, What do you think, Kev, about the overall storyline? Um, I was too disappointed in the gameplay to care about the story at all. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I had no idea what was going on at certain points. I just I I didn't care. Yeah, that's. I suppose if you're not enjoying how you're interacting with the game, it uh, sort of overshadows everything else. Yeah. That makes sense, but we'll uh, we'll give you a chance to explain that in just a second, then, because uh, I think that's a big uh, a big topic. And uh, P1, before you just mentioned something, P1 about uh, about your parents in the game. Actually, I actually haven't reached that part yet. And uh, what uh, I think I'm that's I boat wait where I'm about to be. And what is the reveal that uh, that happens in the game there? So Gemma is the old knight, not to be mistaken for the mother from Sons of Anarchy. He's the old knight um, that is Gemma. helping you along your quest. He's your Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, although he's supposed to be this amazing knight and he doesn't come with you for any of the big fights because, you know, game rules. But uh, he uh, he had a partner that you don't find out about until three quarters of the way through the game named Saren. So there were these two knights together who were supposed to work together. And Saren saw that the Empire was switching towards more of an evil side, and he went to go against him, and Saren was killed, which you don't find out about almost the end. And then you get to, this, you get to the Mana Tree um, at one point, and the Mana Tree starts speaking to you uh, through telekinesis or whatever method it has of speaking, whispering leaves. And it says to you, actually, your father is Saren, so you're the son of this great knight, and I'm your mother, and in our tribe, our people, when the, when the women are born, they become the mana tree when they die. And the men protect us by wielding the sword of the mana knight. Oh. So th at no point 
in any of the rest of this game do they mention like the the, the entire lore and the entire everything about this game is built around the mana fortress, the mana knight, like the fight that happened with the mana beast. It's all built around this, and everybody knows it, and everybody talks about it. There's three or four elders you meet, and nobody at any point mentions a fucking tribe of people <laughs> where the man is the mana knight and the woman becomes the mana tree. <laughs> it's not written in any books. It's not like nobody, nothing. It's just, oh, I'm your mother. Uh, I turned into the tree. Your father was this guy who you didn't really hear about, uh, but he was awesome. Trust me. Go out there and be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Okay. I now have a full understanding of the story. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's, I got more real... lines from you than I did from the game. <laughs> it's disappointing because, I mean, we'll get to graphics, but visually the, the game looks really cool. And there is a large cast of bad guys that are uh, with the Emperor, his team of guys that are with him and helping him out. Um, and I think if they had just taken a little bit of time and obviously it was the translation and the fact that they cut it back from being a disc-based game. Um, they mm -hmm. lost 40% or whatever. If they had just taken a little bit of time to put in less dancing merchants and screeching music in the towns <laughs> and more dialogue from these guys, it, there's so much potential there. And it's it's almost at the, like it's there's, there's so much potential and it's right on the edge that if the gameplay is so tight, I can overlook that the story's a little weak. Mm -hmm. But... But with that said, you're you're saying the gameplay isn't. I'm gonna let somebody else go on the gameplay. <laughs> I will uh, we'll give you a chance to rest. <laughs> All right, uh, Dean, let's uh, let's hear your thoughts first. Then, uh, what did you feel about the overall gameplay mechanics? Uh, I liked what they were trying to do. I think uh, P1 touched on an important thing, which is that this was originally intended to be a, a disc-based game, right, for the, mm -hmm. the SNES CD ROM drive, right. and, and that obviously didn't work out. It became the PS1, but. I think that they could have done so much more. They had, I, I like the ring command element. I like being able to, to go into the menus like that. But it, to me, it made no sense that you could go to your stats menu, for example, and press start to toggle through your characters. But in your levels menu, your equipment menu, everything else, you had to do it manually. Uh, little things like that, I, I just felt. And, and the AI for the computer... Um, was was terrible, almost game breaking for me. Oh, I know. Because I, I think there's there's mm -hmm. nothing more frustrating than than dying and knowing it wasn't your fault. It was uh, you know something you couldn't help. Right. Oh, that, that, that those are some frustrating moments. You got that right. Um, I I didn't think that from a, a combat, and maybe it's just because I'm not too experienced with these these old games, but um, the combat elements, uh, I didn't even realize you could charge your weapon until the last boss. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and getting levels up and things like that, I, I just found that was kind of useless when you had magic. Magic right. was mm -hmm. game-breaking as well. Mm -hmm. You could just stunlock the boss, essentially, and yeah, just keep using it. So yeah, a, a lot of really cool things. I, I like leveling up. I like leveling up your weapons and your magic. And again, that ring command element is really cool, but so much was done wrong, and it, it, I think it just broke the experience for me. You're right, and I think you nailed it on the head when you said uh, so much potential because uh, the game, when you turn it on, it looks beautiful and and it and it, and it, it has basic controls are good. You can walk around correctly. Uh, the the item ring is fantastic, but then you throw in things like the uh, the bar that you or the, or the percentage that you have to wait to fill up before you can strike again. Um, the fact that there's a delay when you hit an enemy between when you can hit him again, any three of your characters. That yeah. kind of thing just elongated the game and just 
pulls you out of the experience instead of keeping you focused. You didn't like it when you were trying to line up a shot and, uh, you know, try to get like <laughs> 63 hit points in and instead your uh, secondary character whips them and takes 14 yeah. hit points off of them? Exactly, if you're lucky. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and uh, and especially like, like like what you just said, Dean, about uh, he didn't know you could charge up. That might have been an advantage for you because there's nothing worse than charging up four or five bars and missing that shot. Like, it's bad enough when you miss yeah. 100%, but 500% is... It's sad. <laughs> but even then, yeah, again, with magic, like, I didn't find I used my main character much at all. By main character, I mean Randy there. Like, yeah. it was just constantly... And and if you're if you weren't using uh, Prim or, or Poi Poi in, as your first party member as your as your controlling character, they could actually cast after. So yeah. I just found that I was running around with the boy, but just casting spells with the chicks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it actually um, halfway through the game, P1 pointed out that he had switched to using the sprite as as his main character for the most part, and I didn't yeah. think about doing that. And once I did it, the game actually felt a little better because the AI knows when to hit the enemy. So if you let the the boy Randy hit the enemy as a computer, it actually has a lot more success, and you can just focus on spells. Mm-hmm. So I got to tell you, um, that made a big difference for me, but it shouldn't have been broken to that point. But uh, what do you think overall, Kev? What were the things that really uh, turned you off? Well, strap yourself in. <laughs> um, okay, well, coming off of uh, Star Tropics last month, at first when I put this game in. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is freedom. I can go in any direction. <laughs> I can move fast. I can move slow. Uh, I, you know, I can attack any enemies from any any direction. It doesn't matter. And then the more I got into it, the more and more I appreciated Star Tropics and started hating this game because <laughs> of how sloppy, like how sloppy it is. Um, you know, you can't line them up, line up enemies. Um, as as well as you could, like you know how everything was in that grid in Star Tropics, and you knew if right. you were in this one spot and the other guy was in is in the square beside you, you could just hit him, and you knew that it was going to be a hit. And right. this one, it's more like uh, Golden Axe or Double Dragon or those kind of games where you're not always a hundred percent sure if you're lined up with the enemy. And anyone who's yeah. played those games knows that feeling. Now, the the reason why it works in those games and it doesn't work in this game is if you miss a punch in Double Dragon, well, you could just move and punch again. In right. this game, you have to wait for your status bar to power itself back up. So if you swing and you miss, you have a few seconds where you have to stand there and wait to to hit again or to try again. And it's so frustrating, missing. Mm-hmm. Like just, especially the enemies that would... Um, there, was, there were a few enemies like this. They would just spawn new enemies. If you didn't oh. take them down fast enough, they they would spawn. Uh, yeah, they would spawn into three, and you're trying to hit them, and you're trying to just get rid of them so you can move on. It got to the point where I would just walk right by them. If I saw Same. one of those enemies, I would just w- run right by them. There was no point. Same here. And there was a few different types, too. It wasn't just the slimes. There was other things, too, and I just ended up walking right by, too. Yeah, those purple guys with the arms and, and yes. whatnot. <laughs> so that, yeah. that annoyed me, and... Hold on, I got some notes here. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, was there anything that you liked about the gameplay mechanics? I did uh, about the mechanics. Yeah. Liked about no. Uh, well, okay, the menu system was okay. The like yeah. going in and and uh, selecting um, different spells and that. I liked how it it stayed 
on the last menu you were, you were on. Yes. So when helped. you were uh, spamming a, a, one of the bosses with magic, um, it was very easy to go back in and just and keep doing it. So that was good. But I I can't stand games that try to um, like it's to me it's got to be all the way one way or all the way the other. I love RPGs that are just the menu system and the strategy is going into the menu and figuring out. Uh, what you need to do next, like what what spell is going to work against this boss, mm-hmm. you know, like it, you know, it pauses the game and you can just try to figure out what your next move is going to be, right. or go the entire completely different direction and do you know like something like Dark Souls or Skyrim where you're just fighting one on one. This game tries to uh, mix the two, you know, tries mm-hmm. to have your fast-paced action with your menu-based system, and it never works. I've never had a game, played a game that's done it successfully, and this is a game that's another failure at that. All, all it is is you're just spamming. If you, if, once you figure out that all you got to do is just spam magic, the game is completely broken. Like yeah. I didn't, I, I, it got to the point where I would hear that boss theme music, and it just did nothing for me. It'd be like, <laughs> okay, let me just figure out what spell's going to take this guy down. Yeah. I mean, there was one boss I had a problem with, and that was Spike. McFang or whatever his name was. It was <laughs> tiger, some, some, right? Yeah. It was some tagger, and I was and I was having trouble with him, and that was the first boss I was just like, oh, I, I, I there was a magic spell to take him down, and then it was just clear sailing for the rest of the game. Rest of the game, get to a boss, find the spell that's going to take him down. He's usually gem missile that would work, and clear sailing to the end of the game. It was so boring and broken. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm in the uh, the same boat as you. And uh... so, it, but I, I guess what I did like, though, what I really liked was how much it made me appreciate Star Tropics. How much yeah. Star Star Tropics challenged me every step of the way. That's and a good this was point. just such a cakewalk. I was I was missing Star Tropics. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess suppose that's a silver lining. I, I felt like uh, on along those same lines is this was a great step towards. Um, like Secret of Evermore, I found I found refined this system a little better, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to trying uh, the one that never released over here, uh, Second Decessor Three, because I uh, I've never had the chance to play that, um, and I'm hoping that maybe they iron out a few of the wrinkles. Yoshi, um, while still on Secret of Mana, have mm. you? Uh, actually, before I even get to ask you about this game, Blood Manix, have you ever played the third one that we never released over here? Third one, um. No, I haven't. Okay. I've been meaning to. I think I have it downloaded, and I have it on my PSP, but I haven't got to it yet. Okay. So for Secret of Mana, how did you feel about the gameplay mechanics? Was there anything that uh, you didn't like, did like? What were your thoughts? Um, I had to compare it to the first Shikensetsu game, Final Fantasy Adventure. Right. Um, There's a lot of things that I like the idea of it in Secret of Mana, but I felt they screwed up the execution. Yeah. Like, the delay w- between when you hit your the enemy and you got to wait again, that annoys that annoys me. Yeah. It's almost like improper hit detection, so to speak. Right. It's like, I should be able to hit this, and then if another one of my members hit it, it should stack on that damage. I agree. And the damage should stack. And I felt it's like they went cheap on the programming for that. It's like, it didn't get flushed out completely compared to the first game where... If they basically took, for the gameplay of it, it's basically like playing a Zelda game. Okay, good. In the first one. The first one, I feel, is more refined and a better game than Secret of Mana. 
it's also wow. a Game Boy game, so it's kind of like I'm probably not judging it as hard as a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> right. So, and the, um, the story in the first one's actually even more thought out and more it's conveyed a bit better than they did in the second in uh, Secret of Mana. Okay. Sadly. Yeah. You've actually already sold me. I, I now have to get yeah. that game. <laughs> but yeah, it's but uh, it's the um I'm not the biggest fan of the ring system in the game either. Like I like the idea of it, I just don't like how it's executed. I feel it's kind of sloppy and slow and it just annoys me. I'd rather it just be regular menus where it's like here, pop up, here's all the options, go select them easily instead of okay. Right. Because something I found myself doing again and again when I was playing was I'd pop up the menu for, like, someone, and then I'd be trying to cycle through it, and I'd, like, end up going the wrong direction. Right, or I, I had the same thing, or I'd pick, I'd have the wrong character selected, and mm-hmm. I can't tell because we're all grouped together. Oh, and yeah. And I'd have to too. try and figure out which one I have selected. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like, switch yeah. To the, all you got to do is switch to the weapon ring, and whichever one is on top is the one selected. Right, so yeah. just, you have to switch the weapon ring every time you got to bring it up, though. Well, uh, there's three of you standing on top of each other. Yes. Well, yeah. Later in the game with magic, you can tell the difference because um, the sprite has, I think, the dark magic, yeah. and yes. the uh, yes. girl has the light magic. Right. I can't even remember the names of them. Shade and Lumen. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Shade and Lumina. Like, or Lumina, yeah. 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 The, there's a lot of things in the gameplay of it that kind of just like fall flat. Yeah. Because other people have said, like, the magic just completely breaks the game. And even more so for me, because I was playing through it with the um, strategy guide that came out with it. Yeah. Which the strategy guide is, I feel, had more detail put into it than the game did. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Because it. The strategy guide's kind of like when you're playing with the strategy guide, it kind of makes it better when you kind of get to know the characters a little bit more because they actually took. And instead of just like go here, do this, go there, do that, they're like they very cleverly made it so like the boy in the sprite, blah 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 blah. So it's like they're uh-huh. the strategy guides telling you a story more so than the game is. Wow. So it, it uh, would enhance the experience of the game. So maybe it's one of those games we should uh, recommend strategy guide yes. played along with it. The strategy guide board's actually really good. I'm not sure how much it's going for, but you can generally find a copy of it on the internet right on and it's out of print so who cares yeah right what kind of weapons did you guys use out of curiosity like did you find that you were just sticking with the three same weapons throughout the game or did you try to like did anybody use the boomerang That's good. yeah i used the my, my boy used the sword my girl used the whip and uh my sprite used the boomerang the entire time oh really Mm-hmm. The only time I swapped out was when I had to put whichever character I was mainlining on um, yeah. into a, a, the axe to break the rocks. Right. Yeah, see, yeah, I put the axe up the sprite because uh, I couldn't be bothered switching yeah. axe and sword. Yeah. That's smart. I don't know. I tried to mix <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit and use, um, like, when you were fighting that big jelly thing, and I found my guys, uh, the girl had the, uh, she had the gloves on. And she couldn't reach the the center of the jelly to uh, to punch it. Yeah. So I had I switched her to the whip, and I had the the girl use a boomerang. So I kind of tried to mix it up a little bit. I was I was trying to entertain myself at that point. <laughs> right yeah. I couldn't figure out why there was so many weapons, and the reason is um, much like Second I Set to Three, where you have the choice of six characters from the beginning. Is everybody still there? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the choice of six characters in the beginning, and then they play out through the story. This was supposed to have a larger cast of characters, which would account for more weapons required. Ah. Yeah. And it did not. Huh. Mm-hmm. Did not. And you mentioned uh, how one of the most frustrating things for me was when you would attack them and they would fall, and then I would have to wait for my 100% and wait for them to get up. Mm-hmm. Give me yeah. one or the other. <laughs> make me wait till 100% to hit them and I can hit them every time, or make me wait for them to get up and I can hit them whenever I want, regardless of percentage. Because forcing both on you is ridiculous. And um, Yoshi mm-hmm. said, you know, how the attacks, if you hit it and they hit it, the attack should stack. And it's what pisses me off. It's not like that was something they didn't know about because fucking magic does that. If you cast mm-hmm. two spells at the same time, which I do for every boss fight, I chain spells <laughs> between the girl and the sprite, and the the bosses stay stun locked. Um, it stacks. The, yeah. the the two spells hit. If they hit at the same time, the damage stacks. So those motherfuckers at Square knew how to do that. <laughs> oh my! They were just like. Uh, uh, there's so I, I want to love this game. I really, really want to love this game, and it, there's so much good that I can see. That it was just like they they had these great nuggets of ideas, and it was like if we do this, it'll be perfect. And it's like some shithead went, "We should do this too." <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. know, it's that one guy in The Simpsons, uh, all opposed, nay, and then you know, ah, oh, there was so so close. So close to being, if the gameplay had just been tight enough, because I like the ring system, I like, I actually like the spells leveling up because, me too, I think that's neat. It's not something you really mm-hmm. see a lot. Um, you, you know, you get fire and then fire two, then fire three, but to just have your your you summon the little guy and it levels up itself, that I think is really neat. But to make it so that I have to be exactly on the right spot at the right moment and pray to God that nobody else hits him before I make contact physically mm-hmm. that the game was almost unplayable for me up to the point when i switched to the sprite and then when i started using music uh, magic to kill everything i was then it was so and i was just like well and then I, it was at the point and i don't know if you guys experienced this i didn't fight trash mobs until the mana fortress which is the last temple i from the point when you get um flammy until the mana fortress i just ran past all the mobs went to the <laughs> boss killed the boss and i somehow made enough money from each boss to completely uh, deck myself out in new armor at each town. (laughs) That's another thing I liked, is that they simplified the armor. There wasn't a million different Mm -hmm. types of armor. There's, this is the chest plate, buy three. This is the (laughs) wristband, buy three. This is the helmet, buy three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked that. They they kept that simple for us. But it's probably because they had to increase the volume for the town music. But uh, (laughs) I can't wait till we get the sound. (laughs) <laughs> but it was oh, it was like God. I didn't I didn't even fight trash mobs I just ran past them and eventually one of my guys would get stuck on one of them and I'd have to go back and yeah. wiggle around and I, even then I wouldn't fight them I would just move back and forth until my guy got around them mm-hmm. and you didn't have they didn't hurt you when you ran into them they barely attacked you they were they were completely useless it was like they're not even needed to, why do I even have trash mobs here they don't fucking matter I don't the only time I ever had to grind was once to buy the most expensive armor from Nico the price gouging cat I, I never <laughs> had to fucking it's like, you might as well have just given me a warp zone and warped... It, it could have been Shadow of the Colossus Secret of Mana. You know? Secret of the Colossus, they could have called this fucking thing. Because it was just boss fight after boss fight after boss fight with no... Con- like, uh... Well, your uh, your rage has brought up a point that I'd like to make. I, th- I thought I was going to be the angry oh. one in this one. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gladly giving over the crown to you, P1. Okay, so my thought right now is 
I feel bad that we don't have somebody on this episode who uh, who has a history with this game and loves it. Because <laughs> when you think about it, up till today, up till this month, all I've ever heard was how much people love this game. And, uh, it, and it makes me wonder, if I was a child and I was playing through this for the first time, would I have loved this game compared to now? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Because people love this game. Uh, Dean, what do you think? Do you think it was just uh, the fact that we're older now and we can nitpick more? Or, or what do you think it is? Yeah, it might be that. I, I could definitely see myself enjoying this game a lot more um, as a kid. And again, just because I wouldn't have played uh, you know, Final Fantasy 6s and 4s and 7s that, that do this just yeah. so much better, right? Or, or games like Chrono Trigger, which to me um, is, is very similar to this game in a sense. But You're right. Um, minus the battle system, you know, I just thought it did it so much better. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and and I actually made that point um, to P1 before. Is it, it does have that? It's just, I mean, it's flushed out so much better in Chrono Trigger, but it has that same sort of um, way of delivering the story. But um, but why do you think uh, people still hold? I guess it's just the nostalgia. I, I guess it is. Um, uh, Kevin, you for example, do you know anybody who who loves this game? That because uh, I've heard people just pour about it. Do you know anybody that that, that you would now ask them why? <laughs> um, yeah, NES Complex. <laughs> Apparently, it was on his top twenty <laughs> list. So now I'm right. actually uh, want to go back to watch that video, see if he if he's actually played it lately. Right. Um, I'm so afraid of him listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's really the only one that I that came to my head. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I guess if maybe it's kind of like Baby's first uh, RPG, and maybe if I was five or six and I hadn't played one before, maybe like I would be more tolerable or be yeah. able to tolerate more the um the the, the gameplay mechanics because I wouldn't know any better. But I I don't know I. I can't imagine me liking this one at any time in my life. Yeah, it's almost like the game was so laughably easy that they had to make it so you couldn't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't have a lot of creativity in this. Let's just pick it so you can only hit them once every eighteen swings. <laughs> oh, oh my! Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I think the ultimate test for me will be when we do eventually have Secret of Evermore on here because. I loved that game, and if I play it, and it's like this, I am going to be one of those people who talk about Secret of Mana like it's the grail, because I love Secret of Evermore in it, but if it's like this, I can't defend it any longer, and I'm actually a little afraid of that. I'm terrified. What yeah. if every game that I remember, like, everybody looks at certain games with nostalgia, mm -hmm. but what if, what if it's all just nostalgia? What if we go back and I replay all of these games that I love? And they all suck. <laughs> what if, because like, you see all these top ten lists. Secret of Mana is on a lot of top lists. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, Stray Fox uh, from RetroWare did a, a review on it, and it's an amazing review. And watching that, I was like, I watched that before we, we started playing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to play this this gem that I've missed. And it's, <laughs> but what if, what if all these people are remembering it because as a teenager or as a, you know, a young man, they played it and they loved it? Right. And what if all of the games that we think are better, Chrono Trigger, because when you played, you mentioned that you played Chrono Trigger recently and it wasn't, but you played it on the DS. So what if Square said, you know what, that was a stinker that we put out and everybody loved it. 
let's just tweak it so you can actually do a little better with the DS. I don't know. Because the DS is the definitive it. version of Chrono Trigger, right? It, yeah, and it was amazing. And, and I, I remember it being just as good as it was on the Super Nintendo, but mm-hmm. I never thought of it. Maybe it was because I played it on... I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. All they did with Chrono Trigger on the DS was add the uh, there were some cutscenes that were added to the PlayStation One version, and right, the loading right. times are mm-hmm. a little bit better. There's really not much difference between those those versions. Okay. So I, I, I think, think so. it's still safe to say that Chrono, Chrono Trigger is a good game. Okay, good. Uh, good. But like, I, I did have a, a kind of a recent experience with uh, with a game uh, like that that happening to me because um, I've been going back and playing some of my. Uh, uh, some first-person shooters from earlier in my uh, gaming uh, career, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I went back and I played uh, Deus Ex, the original Deus Ex, and right. that game has not aged very well, but you're still able to gauge on, okay, yeah, there are some mechanics here that are really clunky, but you can still see how it was, um, it's, it's a game from its time, it's a product right. of its time. Um, this game doesn't feel like that at all. I, I can't imagine this being a good game at and at any point. There's nothing there's nothing in it that makes me say like it's it's very sloppily done. It's take it's stuff taken from you know beat 'em ups like Golden Axe and and right. and Dungeon Dragon and it's stuff taken from Final Fantasy. It's trying to mash those two genres together and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm picking up a general consensus now that. Uh... We're gonna have some explaining to do to uh, or any complexes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I just, well, hey, we just have a difference of opinion. It's it, and it might be just yeah. that you know it, it just happens that all of us did. I was expecting to be the only one really truly to not like this game. I, I thought I, for, I thought for sure it was um, just a game that wasn't for me. Um, but here we are. About... Here we are all singing kumbaya. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> looking our looking yeah. our wounds right now. It's, I know. Uh, I, I as angry as I am, I still want to like it. I'm desperately looking. It's it's like I'm in an abusive relationship, and I'm looking for reasons to not leave Secret of Man. You're, you're an you know what I mean? It, it, I only miss my attacks when I when he's drunk. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's this what it, like oh, uh, I would. I would stop trying to beat these bosses, but I don't want to have to look for another job. You know what I mean? It's it's that shitty experience. You know, your your job sucks, but you don't want to leave. You know, your life at home sucks, but you don't want to leave. Because I'm like that's how I feel right now. I'm a traumatized employee, husband, wife. You know, and I'm well, desperately well. looking for reasons to like this game. And okay. there are I can't. Well, you know what. Before you keep going, let's talk. Let's move on to the next section, which I think we can all agree uh, is actually a good point. <laughs> which are the graphics, which are bright and colorful. Uh, there's a lot of different sprites. Overall, I thought they were really good. But uh, Yoshi, what did you feel about the uh, the overall graphics? Um, I like the graphics of it. Um, I thought the graphic graphically, the game was extremely well done. There's a lot of little things they put in the game, like um, plants moving and stuff like that, that are really well done. Um, there's a lot of really nice sprite animation and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, you're right. There were a ton of animations in this game, and, and most of them were pretty good. Yeah, they put. I think they put a little bit too much time into the graphical department. Right. Which graphically, it does. It is impressive graphically for a Super Nintendo game. I agree completely. How about you, Dean? What did you feel about the graphics? Yeah, totally agree. I played it on the, the big screen here. I didn't know how that would render on a, a big screen, but it looked great. Like, really, 
imaginative atmosphere and vibrant colors. It was really cool. I, I really liked it. I liked the uh, Mode 7 style when you're in cannon traveling or on Flammy. Right. So mm-hmm. I thought that was, uh, that was really nice. Um, just overall, a really, really cool world. Uh, have you guys played the iPhone port for it? No. No. No, it really, really uh, nice, newly rendered graphics. Ah. You know, crisp test and text and uh, all new effects for the magic. Just uh, look at the intro. Like, try and find a YouTube video for for the okay. introduction. You'll see a completely overhauled uh, version of it. So definitely no. want to put that one out. Neat. Did, uh, do you know if they changed the uh, translation or anything at all for that port? I don't know, to be honest. I, I haven't played it, but I've just seen some mm. some shots and things, and it looks great. I wonder I if it's uh, if it's overall better. Well, I heard they improved the AI of the iOS port, but that's oh. that about it. Wow. Okay, um, but you made a good point there, Dean, about uh, the mode seven while flying Flammy, and uh, and the whole the whole game I think looks beautiful, and especially that. But uh, did anybody find it hard figuring out where you were when you were flying around on the dragon? Oh yeah, I had to uh, yeah. look at a map. Yeah. Uh, a little uh, sub map would have been nice in the corner or something. Yeah, yeah. it did it did yeah. give you what direction you were facing, and there was like sure. a compass, which was nice. But uh, I would have been totally lost without the map. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they use that uh, experience to fix you know, the Final Fantasy VI when you're flying in the airship is very similar, but they give you the map mm-hmm. and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I think they learned from this, which is good. But mm-hmm. but yeah, overall the graphics I found were good too. But about you, Kev, what did you think about the graphics overall? Yeah, the graphics were were it's a fantastic looking game. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I like the size of the sprites; they all felt right. Like the bosses felt right. And, yeah. Um, the camera the was like at the right. Uh, distance and all that so yeah it's a great looking game i agree now p1 what did you think about the graphics that's gorgeous (laughs) you don't want to you don't want to go off on a big thing it was i don't it was it was like you guys said it was it was good looking like i i just i echo all of your your statements uh the bosses kevin just touched on it the bosses they all i mean they reuse a couple of them and just change the colors Mm -hmm. but that's to be expected but they look Mm -hmm. they look neat and they're bigger you know what I mean? It's uh, they were cool. The bosses look cool. The the characters themselves look good. Uh, a neat fact is that the actual Super Nintendo on my Sony Trinitron looked better than using the Retron Five and the filters. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. Showed it for Retron Fives. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it looked better. The actual I found anyway. But maybe that's just because I'm such a sprite. Um, no, it no, looks really good, and it's it's really weird because usually better graphics means better game, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny you say that because I find the same with uh, later uh, Super Nintendo releases, like uh, even like the Donkey Kong Country games. Um, yeah, they look better cool. scaled down on a standard depth than like even yeah. the um, the Wii version on the Virtual Console. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at yeah. all. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's this game is. It's a SquareSoft game, so it's beautiful. It mm. uh, it's very bright and vibrant, and I think it was Yoshi, or might have been Dean, but one of them mentioned that there is a lot of sprite animation going on in this game at all times. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it looks really good. Did but, you guys uh, find find though that there was a little bit of slowdown when there was a lot of sprites on the screen? Oh yeah, yeah when you're when you're chain when you're chaining two or three spells at a time, it's yeah. uh, it does slow down for sure. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's probably the biggest part of the game thing that this game has is 
the amount of waiting that it has, whether it's forced upon you or just slow down in general, but I just feel like there's a lot of times it just suddenly dragged and, and either you're waiting to attack, you're, you're waiting for someone to stand up, you're waiting for your spell to cast, you're waiting for the enemy spell to cast. It was just a lot of waiting, which is frustrating. We, I mean, we're completely ignoring the fact that this is a two-player game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is the potential that as two... Can you imagine sitting there? Like, if we had played this together, P2, yeah. and you were playing as the guy and you were in the middle of attacking, and I paused the game to cast a spell? <laughs> you know what I mean? If it went, uh, if it well, went the other way, I'd Ray Rice you. Like... <laughs> well, that's one of the questions I had for, for you, Kev, because you played with Sarka, right? So, yeah. Uh, if you had your, your menu system up, would she be able to then pull hers up at no. the same time? No. No, no, it was it totally the yeah. It pauses, pauses the game, and not only that, it does that annoying thing where if she's on one end of the screen and I'm trying to go to the other end of the screen, I'm stuck. I can't move. Just like you know, just like with the AI, and yeah. it's frustrating enough with the AI because the AI at least it's constantly going your direction, right? But when you have yeah. two people trying to go in a completely opposite direction, uh, it doesn't work. And that, that's why she dropped the game. She she wasn't digging it because. Right. That was a big factor. It was like, come on, let's go this way. And she's like on the other end of the screen. Like she, she didn't even know where I was. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I can't imagine. I've heard, I've read where people have actually got the multi tap and and played with three players. Um, I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine how they sat there and did that for the entire game. Chaos. Well, well, if you're playing with three players all using weapons, I think that's. Uh, I think that way is more enjoyable if you're all using the same weapons and you're not pausing to cast spells. It's a different way to play it, I right, think. True. Yeah. And the benefit would be you could say, hey, don't attack. I'm charging up to level six. Just yeah. stand right. there. Don't, don't waste this. You'd be there with the person. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like teamwork. If you and get then you, three of people... Course you... Go ahead. If you get three people together that can work together very well as a team... Uh, you could play it that way, and I could see it being enjoyable like that. But yeah, the AI pisses me off. Well, that, that's that's the key: three people that can work together as a team. Try uh, playing mm-hmm. with your wife, who's constantly saying, "Stop telling me what to do." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. No, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm trying. Oh, forget it. <laughs> All right. Well. I think we can all agree the graphics are good. Let's move on to a section that may be divided, and that is the soundtrack and sound effects. Uh, let's skip P1 for a second. Yoshi, mm-hmm. uh, what were your overall thoughts of the uh, the soundtrack and the sound effects and all that? Um, I found the soundtrack to be kind of mixed. Like, it has some really good tunes mm-hmm. and some tunes like I really enjoy, but... By the time I got to the end of the game, I was kind of sick of hearing them to the point where I'd turn the volume down and listen to something else. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a, a common thing. Just out of curiosity, without putting you on the spot, are there any tracks in particular that stood out as good or bad for you? I can't remember any of the names. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know the names either, to be honest. Yeah, I can't remember any of the names or any of the specific tracks because okay. it finished like a week ago. Yeah, it's it's it'd be hard to remember anyway. How about how about you, Dean? Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the sound? You see, I I love the soundtrack to be honest. I um I, I didn't get bored of it at all. I played through the whole game with with the sound on. I, I really enjoyed it. I felt that some of the songs had really short loops, right. so mm. it, it got a little tedious after a while, especially some of the, the more dungeonous themes. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I personally, I know uh, P1 disagrees, but I, I didn't mind the, the town music at all. Um, yeah, I was... I felt it was a pretty long loop. Like, I, I found myself humming. Um, I, it took a, a whole year to post the score, and I know they put a lot of effort into trying to, to make it unique. Right. And I, I think they did a really good job in, in terms of the track. I really like the Mana Fortress uh, song. I like the, the opening. I, I think that's definitely one of my favorite SNES tunes of all time. Oh, really? With right that, on. Yeah, with that whale sound. Yep. The uh, I actually didn't mind the town music myself. There was one song in particular that I didn't like, and that was the... Uh, I think it was at Pandora, and then it happened another place later on. Any place where they had the people with the masks and stuff on, it was like a really weird... Um, it's, it's a, it was a strange song. Does anybody know the song that I'm referring to? That one? I, I, doubt, I found that one eerie. I didn't like Nailed that it. One. That's the one, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds like it. It's hard yeah. to explain it, but, but anyway. It's, it's meant to sound friend. like eerie and kind of underwater. Right, yeah. an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, you're right, it is uncomfortable, but yeah. probably for the wrong reasons. But uh, there were some definitely memorable tunes that, uh, that stood out. But uh, overall, I, I did find kind of bland even but there were some memorable tracks so i'm a little divided myself but how about you kevin what do you think overall uh, i i i did there wasn't enough variety the loops were too short um i didn't like how when you pause the game the music kept going you know <laughs> like I, i'm pausing mm. it to take i want a break from this music and it would just, uh, just keep going and going because yeah. you're trying to do something else um <laughs> But it, the music itself was okay. It's just, it's like you're being forced to sit there and listen to the same thing over and over again, and it just right. got annoying after a while. Yeah, no, that's fair. How about uh, how about you, P1? Let's uh, let's hear I, your thoughts. I bought the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> did you? Because I did. I actually I did. I don't. I will download the snot out of movies and television shows, but I only ever purchase music from hmm. iTunes. Um, Saint. Yeah, uh, I uh, but I bought the soundtrack because it's supposed to be really good, and there are songs that are really good, and on the soundtrack they sound really good. But when I'm pl- when I was playing the game, and I kept it on the whole time um, because I kept hoping to find that you know Terra's theme mm-hmm. or that uh, opening from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy theme, right. and I like the opening from this with the whales, the whale cry, and then the music. I, uh, I despised the boss music because it was just so overdone and repetitive. And uh, the the town music, specifically the dwarf town music, was so <laughs> loud mm. and irritating. And, oh, I hated it so much. And I'm actually on my phone right now trying to find it so I can play it for Dean and say, you're telling me you like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, but, uh, which soundtrack did you get, P1? Uh, Secret of Mana original soundtrack. It's 44 okay. songs. Uh, and that's what blows me away, because when I'm playing this game, I can't pick out 44 individual tunes. <laughs> there's, Most there's of the really over... Good, uh, Sorry? Uh, uh, there's a really good arranged album, if you if you want to get it. It's called uh, The Genesis. Okay. Secret oh. of Genesis. It has kind of the best best tunes, and those are the ones I like to listen to. Oh, there you Maybe go. I'll check that one out. Um, but uh, I can't... When I'm playing the game, I couldn't tell you there's 44 different songs on there. I got... Um, Every dungeon sounded the same up until the Mana Fortress to me. Mm. Uh, all of the towns, except for the dwarf town, sounded the same. 
and even the overworld there was three continents maybe with different music and it was only slightly different i i could not have picked out 44 tracks on there but listening to this going back and listening to the soundtrack i'm like okay i, I did hear that at some point i couldn't tell you when it was right. but i know i did hear it at some point so uh, music wise it's it really takes advantage of the super nintendo sound chip but it's uh i found the and the volume control definitely could have been tweaked because it's you'll be at a regular you know easy handling volume for you when you're walking around and you step into a town and it's like you put your head in the woofer like... <laughs> yeah i wish yeah. there was uh, an, a, a way to adjust music i know a lot of super nintendo games did not have that but uh if you could have just turned down the music just a little bit it would have made it more tolerable and you know when you're not enjoying a game too like exactly you, you go yeah. into into a room you hear the boss fight music and you're like eh eh i'm not i'm not anxious you're at right. all you're not that, doing that it makes a really good point. If we were to take these tracks and put them in a, a different game, yeah. would we have enjoyed the music more? That's a, that's a really good question. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well. I think the track you were talking about, uh, P2, is Phantom and a Rose. Ooh, but uh, this is the one. Dean, you're, you said you like the town music. You're telling me you like this. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds neat. I don't mind that. Sounds like Ewoks on steroids. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad. Uh, I'm going to check with that. I, but it's it's weird because like, I really wanted to love the soundtrack. I, I looked for so many reasons to fall in love with this game. And I actually listened to this going to bed for like a whole week. And uh, I, know, I do... I, so I was gonna, I I'm going to cut you. I wish that I had recorded every conversation me and you have had this month about this game because the start of the month, you were so optimistic. You loved the soundtrack. You were like, man, you got to download the soundtrack. Yeah. You were so about it. And then it just, as our, our conversation has kept progressively getting worse and worse. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, was, I was in the same boat as P1 because at the beginning when I started playing this, I'm like, oh, man, this is so great. Like I said, like after Star Tropics, it was like freedom. I can go in any direction, you know? And I was... <laughs> I was so stoked, and it just, as, and you know, like, you know, usually in a game, the first few levels, okay, this is pretty easy, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to hit some difficulty spike, I'm going to, I'm going to have to start using some strategy, I'm going to have to slow down and start thinking, and it just, it never happened, it just became yeah. this long, bland, boring ride. Right. Boss well, fight, avoid yeah. these trash mobs, boss yeah. fight, avoid the, it, it, it's at the point, after, up until... If you if you play the game up until uh, you beat the evil witch um, to try and go free the villagers, or you beat the witch so you can go to the place so you can free the villagers and save Dyluk, and you don't ever end up saving him. Um, but th after that point forward, the story loses everything for me. Like it's just a string of boss battles for no reason. Like I don't I don't even remember why I was going to these other places anymore. It was just you need to go to this temple and touch the mana seed, and I think you know what I think that might have been it. You need to go to this temple and touch the mana seed so you can power up your sword. Yeah. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what's happening there or why there's monsters there. Go there, touch the mana seed, power up your sword. And yeah. that was it. Right. Oh, and you don't forget, yeah. go back and talk to that bird a bunch of times in between every fortress. Oh, fuck that bird. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need to make courage. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, there was no uh, voice dialogue. Yeah, there should have been. <laughs> <sighs> if it was a Super Nintendo CD game, it might have had that. That is true. 
You, could have you know, I'm even a little angry at myself right now because I'm humming that tune that I just played in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. If it had just been at the right fucking volume level. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh. it wasn't that bad. Dean was right. <laughs> Dean's always right. You should just know that by now. Dean is always right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Let's uh, let's kind of wrap it up a bit and get into our overall <laughs> impression, oh. which I think we've covered. But just quickly, what would you what were your overall thoughts of the game, and would you recommend this to somebody who who, who hasn't played it yet? Let's just start with you, Dean. What would be your overall impressions? Uh, I, honestly, I was I hate to say it, but I was a little disappointed. Um, I'm happy I played it. I'm yeah. happy you know, after after this 20 years or whatever, I've, I've been able to experience it and understand what a lot of people are saying. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the music, obviously, and, and the graphics. I thought it was a really, really cool world. I would love to see a remake, uh, a completely reimagining in this world done right. Yeah. I, I think that would be really cool. I agree. I liked uh, some of the secrets. like I, I like those porno mags that you can fight in the Grand Palace. Um, I don't know if you guys saw those. Nope. Please explain. <laughs> Did you see the Instagram post? Yeah, there's a, you can do it in Mana Fortress or the Grand Palace. And again, just based on the graphics and some, some of the enemies, you wait long enough and those little books that fly at you yes. turn open to a page with a, a non dressed woman. Undressed woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I like the level 8 spells, like all the little. Uh, secrets like the evil gate spell there's they turn into ninjas instead of your normal animation right so uh, those things kept me entertained throughout the game because i felt that it lost all of its pacing uh, you know the first little bit in guy's navel and everything i said okay this is gonna be a huge game very deep and uh after that i i collected maybe the last six seeds in a couple hours yeah that's but how the first three were like really long and so I wish the pacing would have been a bit better. Uh, the story, again, I wish it was fleshed out a little bit more. I, I think it's a, a solid trope. I think, you know, an evil empire and a, a valuable resource works in, in almost any game. Uh, obviously, all the Final Fantasy games it works great in, but they just didn't do it right. I agree. And you know what? Um, I mirror almost everything you said. I'm so happy that you picked this game because I've been dying to play this game uh, forever and I probably never would have got around to it so I, I, I thank you so much for picking it finally I, mm -hmm. I wish um, it, it, as far as recommending it to someone else I would definitely recommend this to uh, six year old P2 or seven year old P2 and I'm sure that he would have loved this game and, cool. uh, and I'm sad that I missed the boat because I just can't appreciate it now the way I would have then I'm sure if I would have then though which is, uh, which is too bad but uh, I'm happy I finally have uh, the chance to play it so uh, how about uh, how about you, Kevin? What were your your overall thoughts, and and would you recommend this? Well, I just I just like to say, yeah, uh, Dean, th I I am glad that I did play this game because it is a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. I mean, that's why I bought it even before I knew it was going to be a cartridge club game. Um, but no, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I'd give it a five out of ten. Um, yeah, it's it, there's there's way better games out there. I forgot to mention too. Yeah. Another reason why, <laughs> another reason why Sarah quit, and Dean kind of reminded me of this going through Gaia's Naval. Uh, we were, we downloaded the um, uh, the manual for for the game, and in the manual, uh, towards the end, there is a little bit of a walkthrough for the beginning of the game, 
and we're playing through it, and she's like going through it. And she's like, okay, okay, and she's like, geez, we're we're almost done this game, and I'm like, no, we're almost done <laughs> the intro. <laughs> and after that, her eyes just glazed over. She's like, "Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, there was like, you know, that was probably just the first ten hours of the game. And I'm like, "No, there's still, you know, another twenty hours to go." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I uh, I think uh, you're gonna hear a lot of mirrored uh, thoughts on here. Uh, how about uh, how about you, Mr. Knuckles, uh, Yoshi? What, uh, what are your overall impressions? Well, as it was my second time playing through it, um, after I finished it the first time, I remembered fast forwarding through a lot of it because I found there was a lot of lot a really lot of grinding to get all the weapons and stuff, so it was right. kind of boring. Right. Um, I remembered it being kind of boring and monotonous in playing through it. Now, without that, I feel it's more boring and monotonous, but. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I managed to enjoy it, even throughout all the flaws. I can kind of see why people like this and hold it to such a high standard, but if I was playing this back in 93 when it came out and there wasn't, you know, all these great action RPGs out that there are now that you can play that are much better than this game, I probably would have loved it and I'd probably be one of these pe those people singing its praises right now, but as it is playing it now, I'm just... I don't feel as it lives up to website the reputation that it's had. It's, right. It's like an overrated game, like many games from that era, which a lot of people look through with like nostalgia gog. It's like, have you played them recently? Right. And compared them to what else is out, but um, I I struggle I struggle recommending it to anybody, and just because it's like. Um, do you want a extremely flawed Super Nintendo action RPG that is kind of monotonous and has almost no plot? Yeah, it's 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 sad but uh, true. I think. Uh, yeah. Because I, I'm in the same boat as you. The hype was so high for this one. <laughs> it's like it's one of those games where I want to like it, but I don't see myself playing it again in the near future, if at all, unless I find a. Um, Trans fan translation of that's an actual translation and a full translation of the Japanese game, where they had the full story in it just to see what happens in that. Right, and I actually heard that there there was actually one being worked on as we speak, which is kind of funny. Mm. Um, just the people are that dedicated to it, they're still working on that to this day, um, yeah. a better translation. So keep your eyes out, open. You might you might stumble upon it someday, but, but yeah, I probably won't ever touch it again until that, and I don't recommend many people to play it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, I think we're about to hear the same thing. P one, your uh, your overall thoughts and impressions. If uh, if you have never played Earth Mana, watch reviews, um, listen to the soundtrack, watch a couple, you know, see a couple screenshots if you see the graphics. Don't play the game and just accept that this is a great game that you're never gonna play. If you <laughs> have played it in the past and still say that you love this game. Don't ever go back and replay it because mm -hmm. that memory will be shattered for you and you will no longer be able to say that. And if you're somebody who has played it recently and sees the flaws that are in this game, then you already know what I'm about to say. And it's this is one of the most overrated games on the Super Nintendo. It's, uh, it's, it's right up there with Earthbound for me, which I also think is completely overrated. Ooh. And I can't wait to play mm. that. Um <laughs> It's 
The graphics are gorgeous, but as we've said many times, graphics do not make a game. The soundtrack is is very, very well done, uh, except for volume control, in my opinion. But the combination, if if they either had a deep story that was engrossing and drew you in, or they had tight gameplay mechanics that had no cheap caught-in-the-loop deaths, mm. um, then you could say, yes, this game should be played. But to combine bad gameplay mechanics and, uh, you know, a story that's so fucking laughable that you actually fight Santa Claus, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, no, it's not, it's not good. Don't play it. Um, it's going to be on, I, I bought it, it's on my shelf because I want to collect all of the Squaresoft RPGs for the Super That's the mini collection I'm currently working on. Uh, I'm glad I have this one done. And Dean, I am glad you chose this for the Cartridge Club because I would have gotten to the midpoint playing it on my own and said, fuck this game. But because it was a club game, I said to myself, much like Shadow of the Colossus, I said, I have to beat it so that I can get to the end in case something at the end happens to make this game amazing and blow me away. Like finding out my mother's a goddamn tree. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I know Darren from the Gaming Pilgrimage also um, did not have a good time with it, and he wanted to be here today to talk about it. Um Oh, really? I didn't know that he didn't enjoy it. No, he did not enjoy it at all. He echoed a lot of the same things that we have said, that there's broken gameplay mechanics, there is little to no story. It's This is... It's the it's the Call of Duty, or the Crisis, or the um, mm. Battlefield, uh, you know? It's Uncharted for, for the Super Nintendo. It's gorgeous, it sounds nice, everybody says how awesome it is, yeah. But you don't actually have that much fun playing it. That that actually was going through my head as well when I was playing it. It was like it felt like a modern game. It felt like because yeah. I, I you know, it, it's one of those games where you're just going through the motions. You're not right. actually mm-hmm. doing anything. I mean, I swear, if you just stood there and did nothing, you're, if as long as you level grinded your, your uh, compatriots up, uh, <laughs> uh, they would take care of all the enemies for you. Yeah, and then as long as you just stuck to magic during with the uh, the bosses, I mean, yeah, it was a very boring game. Mm-hmm. And where was the sense of humor too? You know, um, one of the first bosses you run into is uh, is a robot called Kil- Kilroy, mm-hmm. and that is like a, a callback to um, uh, the Stick song, uh, Domino Magato, Mister Roboto, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Kilroy, and there just wasn't enough of that in in the game. Like it, there there was. Yeah devoid of any sense of humor, and this game really needed that. It did. Did, any, did any of you guys run into Picard in the in the lighthouse? Yeah. yeah what's up yeah. with that? Is there something like... I don't know. I think it was just... A, I, I don't know. I just thought it was I thought it was Picard from, from the next generation, because he had a bald head, and I just thought... <laughs> I don't know. I, they just threw, threw a guy at a lighthouse in the middle of the game for some reason. <laughs> it's... It was. It felt so thrown together, like it was just individual games. It's like they had five games planned, and they said, "We don't have time to make five games. We need to make one." Everybody, bring me your best oh, ideas. Yeah, it's it's a classic mistake of like, oh, beat 'em ups are popular. Uh, we want to make RPGs more popular. Let's mesh the two together. It was. I don't. So yeah, no. To sum up, mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. Uh, I'm glad that I beat it, so that I can honestly say that this is a game that I will never play again. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow. You know, would I try Second Daitetsu 3? Uh, like a fan translation. I know there's one you can buy. I just looked it up. It's like $150. There's no way I would pay $150. Shame, shame on, uh, what is it, uh, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know how the fuck that saying goes. Uh, you, you Either way, it, I'm not you, playing this game again. You said it just as well as George Bush did. <laughs> uh, it's oh, boy. So, like, I'm terrified that when we play Secret of Evermore that it feels the same. It's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. Oh, man. But you know what? Um, surprisingly, because I thought when, when this game was chosen, we were going to have uh, the forums just blow up because of, of how much people love it. But there weren't that many posts in the forum. I'm on here now. And uh, I mean, J-Rock was playing through with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he sounds like he uh, was maybe kind of in the same boat as us, but uh, he hasn't posted any recently. So I'm just curious to see his overall thoughts as well. Yeah. Um, and... and uh, Kevin and Dean have posted on here too, but Kevin's last post, I think, is what sums up. It's actually the last post on the forum too. Is yeah, it kind of sums it up. And 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 it's starting with "Oh, Secret Man, I don't think I love you anymore." I think yeah. uh, I think we could close on that. Topic. Well, it it was funny too because I I would go to the forums and I'd say, "Oh, there's a new posting on there." You click on it, and it was still people posting about Star Tropics yeah. and nothing about That's Secret true. of Mana. You know, no. people were still tackling that game, so I I don't know. We uh we had uh, Luke Man also uh, from was it named Twitch I think is his uh... oh that's right yeah 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 because he does a lot of playthroughs and stuff mm, yeah, yeah he played uh, he was playing along and he also wasn't enjoying it like nobody who played this every time we pick an RPG for the Cartridge Club P two and I always say to each other this is going to be tough because RPGs are generally they're harder to get everybody they're harder for people to play because they're longer they require a bigger time commitment yeah. they're generally more expensive so we always expect a smaller crowd. To, to pick one that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. like, no, no one is going to play an RPG with us ever again. Oh, I know. Like, the next four games are going to have to be platformers, just to make up for the fact that this was <laughs> that, that Dean picked a stinker. <laughs> oh, I'm well, I, it, though. <laughs> ultimately, though, I think it's a really interesting listen because we this is. is the first time I we picked a game that um, everybody universally doesn't like. I know, it's you the know. first. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I love yeah. that about this podcast. I, I, I do wish uh had somebody on who who loves it still. Yeah. Um, before we're going to find anybody like that. But I wish, uh, we, we should maybe put it out and uh, see if somebody can send in a clip of them discussing why they like it and we'll add it in at the end or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to hear the <laughs> it's edited. Right, that's true. Right? But we can but, just tweet out, does anybody like Secret of Mana? I mean, it plays it recently. Anyway, let's not do that. Yeah, that's, yeah well, no, because it'll ruin the... Any, but anybody who's listening to this, if you like Secret of Mana, yeah. and you've played it recently, and you can give us valid arguments to counteract all of the things we've said, send it into us, and we'll actually we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and we'll mention it uh, in the next podcast. Because, like I said, I desperately want to love this game. And I, I Dean, I, I know I just gave you a little, a little blast there, but I am glad you picked this game. It's... <laughs> It's a game I wanted to play very badly, and it's a game that I wanted to love very badly. And at least one, you know, one of the two ain't bad. Yeah. If it was baseball, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it I, goes uh, to show that we're not just cherry-picking games that we like, too. We're legitimately going into our back catalog and trying to, you know, get new experiences out there, you know? Exactly. And it's not just... Because up to this point... Um, Really, it's been love fests for most of the games, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, was from Lo. She uh, she tweeted after, I can't remember which episode, 
that uh, she loves listening to us talk about games because we all have so much about them, and it's all been so good that she always she instantly wants to play that game after listening to us talk about it. Right. And I'm willing to bet that after this, well, maybe she will. Some, you know, maybe she's really exactly. morbid curiosity because they've heard the exact same thing that we've heard every time anybody mentions this up to this month is how amazing it is. So now people are really going to be curious. I think. Yeah, yeah. People want us to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself fifty dollars. <laughs> So that's... If you want to, if you want to play it, get it on the Wii. It's eight dollars. Yeah. Eight A lot more reasonable. Yeah. I think that's why I'm like not as. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, I paid eight bucks for it. I paid eight bucks for it, so I'm kind of like, eh, it's worth the eight bucks. <laughs> So I'm going to have to sell my copy before this episode gets uploaded then. (laughs) Yeah. Because the the price is going to plummet after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely have that kind of effect. (laughs) So that's, uh, I think that's about it for Secret of Mana. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else anybody wanted to add about it? Uh, There was no, I know uh, Nick from... uh, from our first episode, uh, he went by Herrick on that, but he's he's now going by his actual name, Nick. Um, he, pl- he started playing along with us as well, and he also stopped. Um, he's also the beard guy that walks by us in that video. I don't know if oh, yeah. anybody knows that. Yeah, but, yeah. In the, in the in the announcement video, the beard that walks by that was actually our friend Nick. Yeah, and that so was that, that was entirely planned. It's not planned at all. <laughs> he just wanted to watch it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Secret of Mana for the one year anniversary. Again, Dean, thank you so much for picking this game. Thank you for joining the club at the very first episode and being such a good friend to us. Kevin, thank you for being on every second episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I'm um, yeah, yeah, Vintage actually said when he was on the NARC podcast that we should just go ahead and make you a regular host <laughs> at this point. I heard but, that. Uh, yeah, we're not doing that. That's not oh. going to happen. <laughs> well, thanks for telling me uh, here in front of everybody. Um, not awkward at all. Yeah. I actually uh, emailed you as well, but I sent it while we were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. I got my own podcast to worry about now. Yes, you do. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Yoshi, I want to thank you. for. I've heard you before on the Hypecast podcast. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And uh, you're great on that, and I'm super glad that we were able to get you on this. I had hoped you were going to convince me the game was good, but I'm even happier that you also agree it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like it. I do. But yep. too many things are broken, and the story's just bleh. Yeah. yeah. It's so That's good. why it's like, it's so close. <laughs> I'll only play it again through a fan, if the fan translation comes out and it fixes the story, because I do want to know what the actual story of the game is with the full detail, the full plot, and the full everything. Right, yeah. But Based on like, what I read, it's supposed to be a lot darker. Like, the actual story is supposed to be, like, grim. Well, the first... Well, I'm going to shoot back to Final Fantasy Adventure. It's like, that's a better game, though. Final Fantasy Adventure for the Game Boy is a better game. I think I'm that's gonna what I that uh, am going to take from this podcast <laughs> most. <laughs> they remade that as a Sword of Mana for the Game Boy yeah. Advance, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes, they did. I don't like Sword of Mana very much. Okay, <laughs> it's decent. But uh, I like the first one better because it was more simplistic. They didn't overdo everything. I think mm. that's one of my problems with the later Mana games, too, is they did too much. They put too much stuff into it. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Well, I think mm. that uh, I think that's about it then. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear from our guests. I want you guys to let everybody know where outside of the Cartridge Club they can find you. So we'll start with Kevin. Uh, go ahead and check out Buried on Mars on YouTube. And if you want to, to listen to some more podcast action, if you want to hear some more from Player One and Player Two, well, Player Two eventually, I think we're going to have them on eventually, but <laughs> yep. uh, basically an extension, a spinoff of this show. It's called Retro Fandango. It, uh, it's hosted by myself and Ramvox. And we have a guest, and we talk about uh, we'll talk about a franchise that we pick from uh, from back in the day, like the 80s or 70s or something like that. And we just talk about uh, the game, and uh, or the games in that franchise, and then the movies that are in that franchise. Like the last one we talked about was RoboCop, and we got a really good response. We've actually been stumbling to get this this episode one out because. It, it, it initially started as just a little trial run, and uh, it was so well-received that uh, we finally got a, a YouTube up, uh, or, yeah, a YouTube channel up with a trailer on there, so you can go check that out. It's called Retro Fandango, and then uh, we got a Twitter that you can follow as well and get an update on when a new episode is on, and, you know, if you're already subscribed to the Cartridge Club, you should have episode one in your Cartridge Club uh, uh, list right there and give it a listen. We expand, you know, we talk about Cartridge Club stuff, but we expand beyond the game of the month. We talk about stuff in the news and and all sorts of different fun and wacky stuff. So yeah, it's check really that listen. out. It's a great lesson. It's going to be a chance for us to talk about things that are outside of the game because we have lots of mm-hmm. uh, things to say and there's lots of different tangents P1 can go off on other than the game that we're playing. And yeah. uh, this yeah. is him an outlet. Well, yeah. and and you know it's it's the the amount of uh, response uh, like just from the RoboCop talk alone, which was all the brainchild of of, of Rambox. Um, just from that alone, the response we got is like, oh, we want you to you know come back and talk more about RoboCop, and then it's like, and then we want you to do Aliens, and we want you to do Star Wars, and we want you to do Star Trek, and it just kept, and it's like, oh man, we're gonna have to start organizing all this stuff and getting like starting awesome. to do a, a real podcast. So yeah, the response has just been fantastic it's, it's actually blown us away uh we thought that we were going to release it to you know a, s- a small circle of friends get some feedback and then do a real episode uh right. next month but uh i i guess we hit one out of the park right off the bat i'm really nervous about episode two now because now we got to follow that one up oh somehow. that'll be silly that'll be great, it'll be great. <laughs> i hope uh, so as long as it's about back to the future everybody will love it oh actually <laughs> i you know i don't want i I don't want to say what it's going to be about, just in case, because we kind of rely on the on our guests uh, yeah. to to do um, a lot of the uh, talking about the fr- the latest franchise. So we'll save it as a surprise. Okay, can't wait. Sounds good. So Kevin, again, thanks thanks for being here. Yeah, no uh, it's been a year that we've known each other now, and we are. I feel like you're part of the family. You are an honorary cartridge bro. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's it, you know, yeah. Like I said, I said this in the last episode because I wasn't sure if I was going to be on this episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just I I appreciate all the work you guys do for the Cartridge Club and putting the stuff all together. I know it takes time and effort to think of all this stuff and to put together podcasts and to put together a website and and forums and all that stuff. And so I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the community you've you've created. I'm, I'm really happy with uh, you know all the friends that we're meeting and. You know, it, it just, I, I love to see it grow, too. And, you know, if anyone out there is listening and, you know, if it's something you're thinking about jumping in, just jump in and give it a try. Like, it, it seemed, for a little while there, it seemed to be a little stagnant. We were, like, this group, you know, of, of uh, about um, 
well, a few of us, and it seemed like this was it. This was like, this is what it was going to be. And right. I, I was like, oh, you know what? If this is how it stays, I, I'm kind of happy with that, you know, because we're all getting together and we're talking about games. And then you get we get new people in, like like uh, yeah. J Rock, the gamer comes in and and he just like comes in, you know, all guns blazing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's commenting awesome. on everyone's videos and 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 uh, uh, just. It interjects new energy into the club, so and, and it's really easy to do, you know. Um, he was a guy that just followed me on on Twitter, and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" And I started commenting on his stuff, and then he started asking me about the Cartridge Club, and I said, "This is what it's about." And you know, it was really easy to for him to jump into. So that's how easy it is to get in on on this if you're if you're at all interested. It's true. Don't yeah. be uh, don't be shy that you haven't been a part of it up till now. It's it's it starts over new every month. Yeah, so yeah. Jump in whenever you want. It's, and there's a uh... There's no requirement. Like, you don't have to have a YouTube channel. You don't no. have to have a Twitter account. I'm not sure how you found us without either one of those. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but just message us. Shoot us a message on Twitter. Shoot us a message on – send us an email at uh, cartridgebros at gmail.com. Anything at all, um, and we will get you on the show for an episode. We have a list of what episodes are coming up over at www.cartridgebros.ca. Um, you can Which also is see... new and, and revamped and looks awesome, by the way. The yeah. new hotness is calling it, the new hotness. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop plugging us and move on to our guests. But seriously, if you, if you want to get on the show, or if you've asked to get on before and we haven't got you on yet, message us again because uh, P1 is really, really bad at organizing guests. So and P2 doesn't for... socialize very <laughs> no. well. So, uh, yeah, just shoot us a message. We'll get you on. I know we have three new guests for October. We'll talk about that. After we hear from Mr. Yoshi Knuckles, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, Yoshi? Um, you can find me at Twitter, pretty much at Yoshi Knuckles. And that's about it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I would even plug uh, um, Hypecast. the Hypecast, because you're, you're pretty much a staple for that show now, too. And, and that's a great yeah. podcast itself. Yeah. I show up okay every couple of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I relate you to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're yeah. like the buried on Mars for uh, for Hypecast. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening, Steve? You should just go ahead and make him a regular host already. There you go. <laughs> Except for the episode where he's talking about stuff where I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about this. I don't want to just be quiet the whole time. It's like, I don't know anything. I know. It's funny. You seem to always be kind of like into the same stuff that I'm into, so I think you should be on the podcast. So, <laughs> just convincing me. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being on a being on a podcast. And if there's if there's a discussion going where you're not sure about, you don't owe it. Like that's one of our things that we enjoy most about a lot of podcasts we listen to. When people that don't know about a topic don't try and talk about that topic. Right. Yeah, just think yeah. of yourself as the Winston Zedmore of the group. You know who Winston is, the, the <laughs> yeah. Ghostbuster. He's the guy that everyone needed. Uh, he he needed everything explained to him. You know, yeah. and that was the one member that the audience could relate to because they might not necessarily know what's going on as well. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. that's something I worked on is not talking about things I don't know about. <laughs> not a good habit. <laughs> I mean, I just get angry about them and bold statements. Thank you for being here, yeah. Okay, so you want to go ahead, P2, and uh, thank our last guest? I think sure. I thank Dean, uh, we can't thank him enough, though. He, he's been a part of the club since the beginning. He's probably our biggest supporter because uh, every uh, every picture you see that that goes up for, for our, our Game of the Month comes from Dean. Uh, he's dedicated every month, and he's been there from the start. He's uh, he's one of our best friends. He, he started a YouTube channel this year. He's getting huge, and... Uh, 
And if you don't know who he is, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, to hear from him right now. So, Dean, tell us who you are and where they can find you. Yeah, no, echoing everything uh, the other guys said. I mean, thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Round 2 Gaming Channel. Uh, going on almost a year now, so that's uh, that's really cool. You can find me on Twitter at Round underscore 2 underscore gaming. And uh, Instagram, Tumblr, all that stuff, I'm there. So, all Round 2 Gaming. And uh, possibly another little project in the works. I don't want to talk too much about it just now, but uh, nice. I do a lot of stuff um, in regards to gaming memorabilia. So outside the actual video games, uh, I collect a couple of statues and figures and things like that. So A couple. I want to see that 15-minute game room uh, tour, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've actually... Uh, yeah, just talking about that, I hit 500 subs and I promised a game room tour, so I was asking everyone what they thought, if they wanted 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, and the majority of them just wanted a multi-part, as long as I can go episodes, so I think that's uh, that's what I'm going to do yeah. on that. But, the longer the better, because you have so much stuff in that room that I yeah. want to know what it is. It, it, I look back there every time you're on, and I'm like, I should be looking at Dean, but I can't stop looking at that figure on that shelf right there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, I, and I can't wait at all. But yeah, it's hard to believe that there was a time where you didn't have a YouTube, where we knew you, and you didn't have a YouTube channel, because like you said, it's been almost a year now. That's almost as long as we've been on here, and it just feels like you've had one since we've known you, and it's, it's hard to think of a time when you didn't now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't, I don't want to just thank the three guests that we have here right now. Um, I'm ta I want to thank each and every one of you that is listening, has listened, or will listen to this podcast and the other podcasts we've done, because you are every part, every much as part of the Cartridge Club as uh, as all of our guests are, right. and it means so much to us that uh, that anybody listens to this and that people play along. And when we started the club, we wanted it to be about a community, and we are definitely building that. And we can't thank you enough for listening. All right, guys, so that's it. That's it from Player 1 and Player 2 and everybody in the Cartridge family. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. As you know, unless this is your first time listening, we do not ever script our endings, and we leave it up to our guests to be creative because neither one of us is able to do so. So, uh, gentlemen, why don't you take us out?